Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And make sure you send a screenshot to Pete Mundo, that is Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And he will get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail. I, I was just on the phone with him a few days ago when he was heading to the post office to send out a shipment of these. I promise he sends them. Uh, you just send that screenshot to him and he'll get one out to you quickly. And you'll want them. These are really high quality. Uh, put my put my beers in them all the time. Uh, they do a good job, obviously. And they've got a great logo on them. So uh, if you like the show, make sure and do that. Uh, you're helping us out and you're helping us just continue doing what we love to do. Today, we are recapping week one and we're going to start a series that we'll do more often than not this season, and we're going to call it Dudes and Duds. And essentially what we're looking at here is is transfers and freshmen, uh, newcomers essentially for football teams that that either performed well uh, or maybe didn't live up to the hype. And in and, and week one especially, uh, we get to see some of these players in their new environments. We get to see them become uh, either dudes or duds in, in, their new, uh, in their new roles. And so we had a lot to digest this week. Uh, five straight days of college football, was, which was just fantastic. And uh, we're just going to jump right into this. The first, uh, we're going to talk about winners first, or dudes in this situation. Um, the first guy I want to mention is Florida State wide receiver Keon Coleman. Now, if you didn't watch the Florida State LSU game, it was it was a tale of two halves. We'll just put it that way. Um, you know, LSU went into the went into the half with a I believe a seventeen to fourteen lead, and it it looked as if this was going to be a really close game. Uh, in the second half, Florida State came out and and they outscored LSU thirty one to seven in the second half, and a lot of that had to do with. Uh, what we saw from, from Keon Coleman on the day, he had nine receptions for 122 yards and three scores. And he looked like he looked exactly like what you had hoped he would. If you're a Florida state fan, he was, uh, he was the Seminoles leading receiver on the night. Uh, he looked fantastic from beginning to end. Uh, definitely looked like a guy that can help them take their passing offense to the next level. And when you combine him with, uh, what you already had in Johnny Wilson, um, obviously another guy we'll talk about here in just a second, Jaheim Bell. You've got Winston Wright Jr. Uh, you, there, there are several guys in that offense that um, you know you can have Jordan Travis look to, and and really uh, it rounds out the offense really well. And Coleman definitely looked like the the alpha in that wide receiver room. And he was he was impressive. Uh, and he wasn't the only one. I mean, Johnny Wilson had over 100 yards receiving as well. Um, but when you look at what Keon Coleman brought to the Florida State offense, it was just it was what they needed to take it to the next level. And I, and that's why I think you see them climb all the way up to number four in the in the rankings this week in the AP poll. Uh, that, that is a legit college football playoff contender at this point in time. Uh, and Keon Coleman helps with that. Jaheim Bell, who we just spoke of just a second, um, he his numbers weren't as big. He didn't play. His numbers weren't as big, but he played just as much of a role in this win. Uh, 
uh, you could argue as as uh, Coleman did. He only had three touches on the night, but two of them were for touchdowns. One of them was a 44-yard reception, and the other was a four-yard rushing touchdown. Now, this is a guy that was underused at, at South Carolina, which is why he ended up at Florida State, and I think you see why he ended up at a place like this. They're finding uh, ways to get him the football, and he is just one of those athletes that needs to touch the football. And whenever you have a guy like Jaheim Bell that you can use in several different ways, it, it, it he's dangerous, and that offense is dangerous because he is there, but obviously with several other pieces there, it, it's, it's, it was just really impressive what we saw from them on Sunday night. So a uh, couple of Florida State uh, – wide receivers slash tight ends to, to get started with the next guy on my list. What a day. If, if you're a college fantasy football player or somebody that plays college fantasy football, if you had to play against Trey Harris this week, I'm sorry. Uh, the guy had six catches for 133 yards and four touchdowns. So four of his six receptions went for touchdowns. Um, and Ole Miss absolutely ran away with this game from from Mercer. They won seventy three to seven. Jackson Dart looked like a guy that they hoped he would be last year. Obviously, this is against Mercer, so you can't take too much of it to the bank. But when you have a guy uh, averaging over twenty two yards of reception uh, and was playing at La Tech last year, I I would say you you went out and got somebody that you're going to be able to use this season and. Uh, Trey Harris looked really good. Was really happy with what what he did. Uh, th- this is a guy that that had several other offers. Uh, it sounded like he was going to be headed to Oklahoma at one point. Uh, ends up at Ole Miss, and uh, I would say he made the right decision just based off of his uh, stat line there in Week One. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sit for a little bit here um, on the Colorado TCU game. This is the story of this is the story of the week. Colorado, 21-point underdog, goes into Fort Worth, and not only do they hang with TCU, but they beat TCU. TCU comes into the week, breaks 17th. Uh, Deion Sanders says, I don't care about that, and he goes in to Fort Worth, picks up a 45-42 win, and it had a lot to do, obviously, with his son Shadur Sanders, but there were newcomers and transfer guys all over the place making um, making moves and making plays here. Uh, let's start with the obvious. Shadur Sanders goes 38 of 47 for 510 yards and four touchdowns in his first game for the Buffs. And yes, that is a school record, 510 yards for Colorado. Um, it was an absolutely impressive showing. Uh, it's safe to say that his uh, his talents do correlate and they do track uh, as far as FBS football goes, as far as Division One football goes, as far as Power Five football goes. Shadur Sanders is him. He was a four star wide or a four star uh, prospect out of out of high school, and he absolutely stole the show. Um, as far as as what quarterback or as far as quarterback play in this game, but I would say the single biggest 
you know, even maybe overshadowing that school record was what we saw from Travis Hunter. Now, if you're a college football fan, there are not many times that you're going to get to see the opportunity for a guy that is, is truly elite to play both sides of the football in Division I uh, college football. It just doesn't happen very often. There are very, very few and far between are the athletes that are capable of doing that. And Travis Hunter is one of those guys. So his stat line, he, he had 11 receptions for 119 yards as a wide receiver. Uh, as a defensive back, he had three tackles, one PBU, and an incredible interception. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, just Google search Travis Hunter interception. You'll find it before too long, and it was just an incredible play. It's one of those plays where you watch it over and over again, and it never gets old. It, I just don't understand the level of, of body control and the level of, of athleticism that it took to make that play. I mean, it looked like an easy touchdown, and and he stole the ball and plucked it right out of the air, right in front of the TCU student uh, section, and it, w- it was incredible. And that is a guy, he played over 120 snaps in this game, and there's just there's not very many guys that can compete at this level. Uh, and it's not a coincidence that he was the top overall recruit uh, two years ago. Uh, so, again, th- this is just something, if, if, if you're a college football fan and you're missing out on, on watching Colorado – this year, I, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You've got to find a way to see what is going on uh, over there in Boulder. Uh, and then this this week, obviously, they've got Nebraska coming to town. And what what a story that is! Because last week you could have gotten Nebraska minus eight on in this game. You you could have had Nebraska as a favorite. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe that that. Colorado was now a three and a half point favorite in that game, which just is incredible. So, um, another guy, uh, Shiloh Sanders, uh, yes, uh, that Sanders, he, he he's, uh, Shadur's brother plays safety. He led the team in tackles. He had 10 stops, nine solo stops, uh, for Colorado. So he is considered a dude this week as well. Um, and, and then somebody, maybe maybe a guy that that kind of falls a little bit uh, into the cracks in this story is Dylan Edwards, who is a uh, true freshman running back, committed to to Coach Prime, uh, flirted with uh, with teams like he, he was committed to Notre Dame at one point. I believe he was a Kansas State commit at one point. Ends up at, at Colorado, and. Uh, I don't believe his rushing stat line was all that impressive. I believe he he had 24 or 25 yards, but he had five catches for 135 yards and four scores out of the, out of the backfield. So this is this is somebody that uh, was a big get for Coach Prime, and and he showed out in a big way, uh, catching four touchdowns from Shooter Sanders, and in a huge huge upset for. Uh, uh, or catching three touchdowns, sorry, catching three touchdowns and one rushing touchdown uh, in, a, in a huge upset and a monumental upset for, for Colorado. Um, just a huge game. And, you know, this isn't a season-ending loss for for TCU. Obviously, this is the first loss of the season. But what I did see from that game was was enough to say 
this this roster is it's not what they had last season and the defense as of this point is nowhere near what they were last season uh that the defensive performance from TCU was was just it was putrid it was really really bad so they've got a long way to go uh but this is a long college football season you got 11 more regular season games to get right so uh they better buckle up down there in Fort Worth because the Big 12 schedule is not an easy one uh we're going Pac 12 and we've got Oregon State quarterback DJ Uyunglele that is I, you know <laughs> i i bet I bet Coach Dabo Swinney is wishing DJ was still at at Clemson uh, after what we saw last night. But um, DJ is playing for the Oregon State Beavers. He all he did was go uh, twenty for twenty five, two thirty nine, and three touchdowns through the air, and he had two rushing touchdowns um, and a big win for the for the Beavers. And uh, I would say this is a good career move for Uyangalele, who is is now he he's the guy. He's kind of what Oregon State has needed at quarterback, and and they looked really good in their in their first game of the year. So really like what we saw from them. Yes, it was San Jose State, but forty two seventeen is 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 a good start to the year, especially whenever you look across uh, the television screen and and Clemson falls to Duke twenty eight to seven, and Kate Klubnik. Uh, is struggling the way that he is under Garrett Riley. So uh, good call for, for DJU, and uh, he looked really good in his first game as an Oregon State Beaver. And then, you know, I, I want to finish the dude section here. I, I know that this guy didn't transfer this year, but he did transfer uh, in the twenty in the class of 2022, and this this might be your biggest winner of the week, in my opinion. and. That is Wyoming quarterback Andrew Peasley, who uh, transferred in to Wyoming from Utah State ahead of the 2022 season, and uh, he he secured one of the biggest wins in Wyoming school history uh, this last week with a 35 to 33 double overtime win over Texas Tech. Uh, he went 18 for 34 for 149 yards. No, that is not going to jump off the stat sheet at a lot of people, but he had two key touchdowns, and he also rushed for 68 yards and a score. Uh, he willed the Cowboys to this win. Uh, it, it was a big win. Uh, stayed up all night and watched that one in Laramie, and it, and it was just one of those one of those games where you just knew with how they were playing that that Wyoming was going to stick around long enough to win this football game, and they did. And that's because of of the play of Andrew Peasley. And uh, congratulations, to Wyoming! There, obviously. Texas Tech had better get things figured out quickly because the Oregon Ducks are on their way down to Lubbock this week, and all they did was score 81 points last week against Portland State. So uh, Texas Tech had better get things figured out and in a hurry. We're going to duds now. We're going to finish the show with some guys that maybe didn't live up to the hype. Um, We're going to start with quarterback Devin Leary, who transferred from NC State to Kentucky. Uh, he was expected to be a really big part of what uh, Kentucky was going uh, going to do this year, uh, and he may still be that. It's still early; it's just week one. But uh, I was not real impressed with what what we saw from him, and and a lot of other folks weren't either. And you know, Kentucky won the ball game against Ball State, forty four to fourteen. But 
We saw Leary go 18 of 31 for 241 with one touchdown and one interception. Now, let's not throw up the red flags just yet, but this is concerning. Um, you know, just considering the fact that Ball State uh, is going to be probably the easiest game on their schedule, we, we just need to see more from Leary. And, and this week he makes the duds list, unfortunately. Uh, there's another transfer on that team, uh, Vanderbilt running back, former Vanderbilt running back Ray Davis, who is now the starting running back at Kentucky. Uh, he stole the show. He had 14 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged eight yards a carry for Kentucky. And uh, that's a guy that belongs on the dudes list. And right now, Devin Leary is on the duds list. NC State quarterback Brennan Armstrong comes over from Virginia, and uh, this is a guy that set Virginia's school uh, school passing record over 4,400 yards in 2021, and um, he did look real good against UConn. NC State wins 24-14 over UConn, and uh, Brennan Armstrong was 17-26 for 155 yards. It was just a quiet night. He, he didn't cost his team a game. Um, you know, it just wasn't what we expected from a guy, um, who is uh, reunited with his, his former offensive coordinator that, that helped him set the school record there at, at Virginia. So, uh, I was disappointed with, with his output. Uh, obviously we'll need to see more from him going forward. South Carolina tight end Trey Knox. This guy comes over from Arkansas was, was a big gift for them in the, uh, was a big gift for them in the transfer portal. Help them uh, to help them replace Jaheim Bell being gone. Quiet night. Two catches, 14 yards. And South Carolina loses uh, to North Carolina in that game, 31-17. It was a, it was a frustrating night for South Carolina offense. Uh, you saw um, Spencer Rattler uh, throw for a bunch of yards, had a really good completion rate. It just They just never added up to touchdowns, and uh, they, they fall to North Carolina. Um, you know, South Carolina's going to have to get things going and get back on the horse pretty quickly because you've got Furman and then you've got Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, uh, your next three. And unfortunately for the Gamecocks, they have to go to Athens and to Knoxville in that stretch. So uh, better get things figured out. Uh, their next game after Tennessee comes against Florida, and that is our next dud on this list. Uh, quarterback Graham Mertz, who went to Salt Lake City, Utah, and he had 333 yards and a touchdown. He also had an interception, uh, completed 31 of 44, but he was sacked five times. And the offense stalled out several times uh, under his under his leadership. This just It wasn't a good night for Mertz, and honestly, it wasn't a good night for the Florida Gators uh, no matter how you spin it, twenty-four to eleven loss. But on the flip side of that, they they also just they looked slow. They didn't look like they were all on the same uh, page a lot of times, and and that falls on Mertz, who, despite being a transfer quarterback, you're still the quarterback, and everybody's going to look to you whether you fail or succeed. And, and you failed big time on national stage, and uh, you didn't look good doing it. So Graham Mertz is. Uh, is a is on the duds list this week. And then our final guy on the list is quarterback Jeff Sims. 
Sims comes from Georgia Tech, transfers to Nebraska, and uh, Nebraska hits the road, goes up to Minnesota, and finds a way to lose yet again. Uh, same Huskers, different coach. Didn't matter. They they still found a way to lose this ball game, and you you drop one that that you led in. You led seven to I believe ten to three at one point, and thirteen uh, ten is the final. Sims has eleven of nineteen for one touchdown. Had three interceptions, and he adds nineteen rushes for ninety one yards. That's just not going to get it done. That's, it's not going to get it done in the Big Ten. And now you go to a confident Colorado team who is now ranked and just got done putting up a bazillion points on uh, TCU. You're going to have to be better than that, Mr. Sims, if you're going to win a football game this week. And uh, that's just not going to cut it. So uh, get things together and uh, try to find a way to, to regroup if you're, if you're Matt rule in Nebraska, because Colorado uh, wants all the smoke right now. That's going to do it for us tonight. We really appreciate you guys tuning in for the podcast. And, and remember, if you like the show, just consider subscribing uh, and, and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't cost you anything. It's, it's, it, you're just helping us out. And, and we'll even send you a koozie, a Heartland College Sports koozie, if you do so. Just send a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he will get you one of those koozies out in the mail. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here on the portal.